Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome back, one and all, to another day, another show, another week here at the Damage Report with me, John Arola, and the host of the Bituation Room, Francesca Fiorentini. Francesca, how's it going? It's okay, you know, just uh, thinking about genocide. But other than oh that, <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? It's uh, we're living through it, and we'll, we're not actually. But yes, I'm okay. Francesca, happy Monday. Thank you for bringing up the vibes, pumping it yeah, up in here. Hell yeah, like it. invite anyway, me to your party, here. dog. Yeah, I thought maybe there would be like a comment about like, hey, that Super Bowl, go Chiefs. Instead, it was like, oh, the inevitable end of all life. I wonder Real if politics. Usher, I mean, we'll talk about it, but I don't know if Usher is going to face any backlash for showing his, you know, nipples. So we'll see. <laughs> there was a lot of talk in our house about that. Um, about the nipples and my hair is all over the place. Uh, so uh, look, the Super Bowl was yesterday and we will be talking a little bit about some of the ads from it. That'll be in the aftermath. All I will say right now is that I did watch it. I engaged in the viewing of sport that is so popular in our country, in our culture. I enjoyed it. I ate a lot of bad food and I would drink, I would, I would, I would, I would describe the amount of wine that I drank as too much. Mm. Um, not not as like a hypothetical too much, but more as an I'm feeling some stuff in my head right now that's probably not good. So that's gonna be the background of today's show. A lot of wine, anyway. Uh, Francesca, I am glad to have you here. We're gonna try I'm to get your mind off of genocide. We're talking like some like. Like yellowtail Australian crap, or are we talking about like box? Some of it might I'm literally feeling, have been yellowtail. Was it? <laughs> but was anyway, it, I'm feeling this is like a white wine hangover. It was a combination of both and a little bit of beer. Basically, I Ugh. created the perfect storm. Yeah, and I am currently weathering it. Okay. Uh, yeah, like Lieutenant Dan in that seminal scene. Yeah, it's just they're throwing everything at me, and I'm gonna try to get through it. But anyway, we do have a lot of news to get to, a lot of interesting speeches with just the coolest ramifications for the world order, perhaps going forward. Uh, vicious attacks against vets, that'll be fun. Uh, accusations of communism, what's more fun than that? And eventually, we will be getting to those Super Bowl ads, and we'll have a little bit of fun. We'll talk about people's brains rotting. And we'll analyze some uh, devastating polls. So lots of fun stuff, everybody. Buckle up for that ride as we launch into it. But we're going to start off with this in that we wanted to focus all weekend on just the Super Bowl. Or you know, forget that, but Taylor Swift. And instead, we come back to the product of our Monday Menace. <laughs> They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay, you're delinquent, 
He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. So I'm going to focus just briefly on perhaps the least important part of that absolutely insane quote from Donald Trump at a speech over the weekend. It is that you got to pay your bills, as you know. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump does not pay his bills. Literally hundreds of lawsuits against Donald Trump over the years over him not paying his bills in full. And of course, this isn't just like, you know, when he was a wild, wacky, immature 55 year old, he still doesn't pay his bills. So I would encourage them to do whatever they've got to do to get that money from Donald Trump, I suppose. But anyway, let's set aside the bills and focus on the substance here at a time when. The nation is really focused on the state of mind of those men who might be president. And you know, really focusing on one that we'll be talking about later on the show. Donald Trump just said in a speech that if the countries of NATO don't give him the money he thinks he's owed, and we'll talk about how utterly insane all of that is, then he would not only allow Russia to invade and conquer them, our allies, He would encourage them to do it. And of course, this isn't some sort of hypothetical. We now live in a time in which Russia just routinely invades countries, not invaded a country anymore. Now, just sometimes, you know, every few years it invades a country. It does that, despite it being obviously illegal, fundamentally immoral, horrible for their own people, and devastating on especially the civilian populations of countries that they invade. That's just a thing they do. Donald Trump knows that. And oh, what do you know? He said something crazy in foreign policy, but not randomly crazy. He has once again said something that directly plays into the political aspirations of Vladimir Putin. It says effectively, if you want to take a country, just take a country. We don't care. We're not going to do anything about it. Francesca, what do you think? I mean, this is the militarism of the right, right? It's not, it is completely mask off when it comes to trying to protect any um, sovereignty or victimized people or whatnot, whether or not you believe the premise for whenever the US gets involved. And look at Iraq, Afghanistan, look at our support for the ongoing massacre in Gaza right now. But maybe Ukraine stands out in terms of like, yeah, an aggressed population, Russia trying to basically recolonize Ukraine, um, going all the way to Kyiv, trying to t- conquer Kyiv. Um, and and so what happens when you have Donald Trump? They always say, "Oh, what if Donald Trump were in, office, in, in power during this? Donald Trump would have done nothing. Ukraine would have fallen and uh, that's fine. Yeah, 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 you because you can invade your neighbors, you can invade anyone you want. They weren't necessarily part of NATO, so whatever, have at it. What he's saying is, even if you are part of NATO, nah, I don't, you, you, I'll throw you to the wolves to Russia. And again, this is sort of the mindset of a bunch of strong men running their various countries, which is mm-hmm. you can invade whomever you want, like I won't get involved so long as it's not my country, but eventually, yeah. It is your country. Like eventually, you get into massive World War 1984 style, yeah. uh, like aggression. But anyway, I digress. Well, I mean, I, look, I, I was thinking, I was, my mind was going to 1984 too. But at least in 1984, the the three major world powers pretended to oppose each other. Donald Trump isn't right. even doing that. He's just like. Oh no, I've got some buddies, they're authoritarians and they can do whatever they want. And some of them want to invade other countries, but why the hell would I care about that? It's only filled with things that you consider people, but I don't care about. 
Yeah. And um, that's the world order. That's what it would be. That's very cool. I would argue may be concerning, but not everybody concerned. Some of those Republicans who back in the day would have implied that they know better when it comes to Donald Trump now are lined up behind him and they're not gonna let a little thing like Donald Trump saying, hey, if you wanna start a World War III, that's cool. Just invade the Western world. Take a look at Marco Rubio. You've endorsed Donald Trump. Are you comfortable with him suggesting that he wouldn't defend NATO countries and actually he would invite Putin and Russia to invade them? Well, that's not what happened, and that's not how I view that statement. I mean, he was talking about something, a story that he talked about happened in the past. By the way, Donald Trump was president, and he didn't pull us out of NATO. You know, in fact, American troops were stationed throughout Europe as they are today. They were then as well. But he's telling a story, and frankly, look, Donald Trump is not a member of the Council of Foreign Relations. He doesn't talk like a traditional politician. And we've already been through this now. You'd think people had figured it out by now. Yeah, um, I kind of I agree with that last bit, but I don't think we're thinking of the same thing there, Marco Rubio. Uh, so first of all, he was not just talking about some story. He was saying he would advise them to do whatever they've got to do. He would in the future, not a story that happened in the past. In the future, he would tell Vladimir Putin to invade another country, kill tens of thousands of more civilians, commit more horrendous acts of war crimes and forced relocations of people. Um, sexual violence as a tool of war. The stuff that Donald Trump's buddy is doing now there, he would advise him to do in other countries. Doesn't bother Marco Rubio at all. Um, and Marco Rubio says- But it's just a figure of speech, John. Like it's just, it's just you know, how he talks. He doesn't talk like other people. You know, some politicians don't think that Russia should conquer Europe. Others do. He's different in that way. Um, <laughs> but but Marco Rubio there at the end said, "Come on, guys, he's different. We've already been through this. Don't you know that? Yet, yeah, no, we have been through this. We know what effect he has, not just on America's domestic politics, but on our foreign policy." And what it encourages other countries to do. We, we've already been through this, Marco Rubio. Were you conscious during those years? Do you know what he did around the globe? Like for him to act as if we're being naive, the only thing I guess we're being naive in is refusing to just go along with, like Marco Rubio's, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta support him. What am I gonna do? Yeah, I know he said something crazy. I'm not gonna criticize him and you already know that I'm not gonna criticize him. So why don't we just play as if we're all being responsible or something? Well, I'm not well, gonna play that game. Well, but what do you okay, think? I mean, two things and 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 but there it's a huge topic. I think what Trump did during his time in office was open up his administration and the Republican Party to massive amounts of foreign meddling and basically bribery. He himself received, and we know, millions of dollars from governments like China. We know about the collaboration between his campaign and Russia. And yes, that is documented, even if the criminal charges were never actually brought because Robert Mueller is a P word. Um, like we understand what happened under Trump. And we also know that in terms of, in terms of Vladimir Putin, like, yeah, he's doing Putin's bidding. He, they are homies. And, and, and look, he conspired, used Vladimir Putin to conspire against the American people, used his influence over Ukraine, over Zelensky to say, hey, could you dig up dirt on my political opponent? And if not, ooh, I'm so sorry about that humanitarian yep. aid. I don't, I'm not gonna get you anything. Is that cool? He would do that. He did that. He would do it again. It's what he was impeached for. The second thing I have to say is I'm no fan of NATO. 
Just gonna put it out there. I think we need actual diplomatic solutions when it comes to dealing with Russia, with Israel, with any country, with the, the Hamas, right? If we actually believe in peace, then we need diplomatic solutions. Now, yeah. I think with Russia, we're so bankrupt. Democrats are so bankrupt too. All they have is NATO. All Trump has is no NATO, but still more bombs. Like, mm-hmm. and, and just let Putin do whatever he wants. Both sides are absolutely not serious about saving people's lives, in my opinion. Yeah, so look, obviously the context is difficult in that Vladimir Putin doesn't care about so many of the sorts of fundamental things that a rule that the ruler of a country could care about that would cause them to be open to negotiation. Like Vladimir Putin doesn't care if 500,000 additional Russian soldiers die in Ukraine. Like he's he's not able to be affected in some of these ways. But yeah, there definitely it has to be a part of it. And the issue is that in the absence of some serious conception of what that might look like, all you have in terms of negotiation and diplomacy with Russia is people like Trump or Ramaswamy who will use the word like negotiate, but all they mean is to do whatever you want. Yeah. Like yes. Like it, oh yeah. No. Roll so, over. Um, okay. Uh, we want peace. So let's just give him uh, Ukraine. Exactly. <laughs> like well, it's kind of easy for you guys to say that, I guess, when you fundamentally don't care about what happens afterward, and that is really the extent of what diplomacy looks like these days, and that's not tenable. <music> Donald Trump. Wanting to inject, I get, I guess, a little bit of his own personal spin on what foreign policy should look like in this presidential election, had this to say about foreign aid and the role of the United States and its funding, its money on other world powers. He says this, and I apologize that it's all in all caps. From this point forward, are you listening, US Senate? No money in the form of foreign aid should be given to any country unless it's done as a loan, not just a giveaway. It can be loaned on extraordinarily good terms, like no interest in an unlimited life. That sounds like, that doesn't sound like a loan, that sounds like free money. If you never have to pay it back, but (laughs) he's the businessman, I suppose. So you don't have to pay interest and you can keep it forever. Okay, that seems like a good loan, <laughs> uh, but a loan nevertheless. The deal should be contingent. Why is that in parentheses? That the US is helping you as a nation. But if the country we're helping with ever turns against us or strikes it rich sometime in the future, the loan will be paid off and the money returned to the United States. You said it was forever, the term was forever. We should never give money anymore without the hope of a payback or without strings attached. The United States of America should be stupid no longer. So look, it is possible that there are multiple sort of like world situations that he's thinking about that have led him to message that. Maybe this is him saying like, you know, the fact that we're giving money to Ukraine or that we're giving money to Israel that we shouldn't. Maybe he's gonna take a bold stance against foreign aid to Israel. I would imagine that's not what this is. I would think maybe it's tied in with his misconceptions about how NATO defense funding works or whatever. There is so much that he fundamentally does not understand that it's hard for me to say. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's a weird, it's a weird approach to the world. I don't know what a country striking at rich looks like. He seems to think that countries are like crypto investors. It's a weird way of looking at the world, Francesca. What do you think? No, I mean, here's what I will say. I think Donald Trump obviously is unhinged and awful. However, he 
taps into something that is very real in American psyche, which is, man, we give a lot of money to people around the world, and yet I can't make ends meet. And yet, like roads are falling apart. And yet, what about American infrastructure? Um, and you can say that in a non-xenophobic way, <laughs> you know, there is. And so I would, to his credit, there is this sense that, like, hey, let's stop sending money abroad. Democrats, sadly, do not have a message that is, yeah, let's spend money here and let's, yes, temper the kinds of aid that we give, even to countries like Ukraine. You know, in terms, Ilhan Omar, Representative Omar, did float, like, let's have a revisit of the amount of, of weapons. What kinds of weapons? Let's not have it just be a blank check. Uh, Bernie Sanders right now is arguing the same for Israel. Um, and I would agree with that, right? Like, we should not be funding uh, genocide, right? We should not be funding an endless war. If we give money to Ukraine for weapons, then what is our end game other than you're gonna kill more people and win the war? I think a lot of experts have determined that's very difficult without massive infusions of even more weapons. Mm -hmm. Who knows, maybe American boots on the ground. All I will say is, yes, Trump is an idiot. He's got a, he, he is an, He's a raving idiot and he's a hypocrite. However, we should put strings attached on our foreign money and we should revisit how we engage with, with um, you know, in, in terms of conflict around the world. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that you're right. I would add, I would add a bit of nuance that he, of course, does not want his base to think about that would be almost inconceivable that in our time right now, with so much information available to us, so little of it. Like having anybody who's interested in in in, in parsing it, um, I would add. Obviously, the foreign aid that he's talking about there is an incredibly small percentage of our total budget. Um, I would say that he's being uh, utterly hypocritical in that he's uh, talking tough about pulling back aid from states where he just doesn't want them to have it. But others, again, he's not going to stop the aid to Israel. Like that's just he's not being honest about that remotely at all. Also. Um, you're right, people don't want the money to be in their mind wasted, which is why theoretically you could maybe explain what, what the purpose of some of this aid is. Now, right. obviously some of this aid comes in the form of weapons. A lot of the aid does not come in the form of weapons. And we are buying something with that money. Perhaps it'd be good to have a little bit of a time where we as a country talk about that and what theoretically is being bought with that money. Also, I would say that if you're Donald Trump and you're saying that it's a waste of money to, to send the money over there, why is it that you don't have a mind, have a problem when the money is sent over there in the form of bombs we drop on those countries? That ain't free. When he quadrupled the bombing in Syria, when he massively increased yes. the bombing in Afghanistan, that wasn't like on the house or whatever. And so that same sum of money, he would have said, if we give it to Afghanistan, to you know, build democracy, whatever, that that would be a waste of money. But when you bomb them into the ground, that's fine, that's free. There is so many levels of hypocrisy mm -hmm. in all of this. But that said, I wanna, I wanna lighten things up a little bit and I wanna turn to topical news just briefly as we close out this first segment. Donald Trump joined with the rest of the right in admitting, perhaps accidentally, how terrified he is of Taylor Swift potentially endorsing Joe Biden, but his strategy was different than other right-wing commentators and politicians. Rather than just baselessly spreading insane conspiracy theories about football games being rigged, he instead decided to go more aggressive and kind of threaten her. 
So he's, he sent out this message. I signed and was responsible for the Music Modernization Act for Taylor Swift and all other capital M musical capital A artists. Joe Biden didn't do anything for Taylor and never will. There's no way she could endorse crooked Joe Biden, the worst, the most corrupt, blah, 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 and be disloyal to the man who made her so much money. Besides that, I like her boyfriend, Travis, even though he may be a capital L liberal and probably can't stand me. <laughs> So that oh last, God. I mean, it's, he's the former president of the United States. I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, that last bit is designed to be, I guess, diplomatic. But look at like, okay, so we understand he, the entire right is now terrified of what Taylor Swift might do or whatever. They can't stop thinking about her for a variety of reasons. Some of it terror, some of it horniness. It's a combination <laughs> of a few different things. Let's just keep it real about all of that. But look at this. So they're both in his mind libs, okay? She owes him for the money he got her. So her money, she's one of the most successful financially artists in the history of the world, is his money. He got it for her. She didn't do anything. He passed a bill. That's why she got the money. And if she doesn't shut up about politics after he gave her money, she's being disloyal. She's being a traitor to the country if she exercises free will in any area of her life after he gave her money. But the boyfriend, who also, I guess, is a lib and might endorse Joe Biden. He's a good guy. He can do whatever he wants. It's just an amazing view into what he thinks about men and women on top of everything else that's baked into that statement. But what do you think, Francesca? Yeah, yeah. You owe me. He's done nothing. For, Joe Biden's done nothing for you. It is such a like sad, thirsty F boy bleat right there. Like him just being like, um, he's never gonna love you like I love you. And uh, he'll never do anything for you, please. It is, it's just so pathetic. Like we haven't seen this Donald Trump in a long time because he saves this for people who he secretly has massive crushes on, right? Yes. Like Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, like young <laughs> white, like exactly. young white hot people who he like really wants to see without clothes. You know, like that's oh, like mm -hmm. that's who he does this for. And he sort of negs them, right? In this in the pickup artistry term. Yeah. Like, he goes really negative. And he's like, even though even though Travis probably can't stand me, but but he could. He I know he could love me. He could grow to love Strong me. Strong hands. We could have uh, a beautiful life. <laughs> 100%. Look, now some of you watching this might think, you guys are being crass. You're being immature. And first of all, it's Mondays on the damage report. What did you expect? But <laughs> um, more importantly, it's also true. You know, Donald Trump, he lives in like a multi layered bubble. He cannot see himself for who he is. He still thinks fundamentally he's got it. He is a guy that when he was messaging about Kristen Stewart, and I was instantly thinking about her as well, yeah. not as much as Donald Trump is, but um, he sent those messages thinking, I have a chance. I'm a billionaire. I'm not a grotesque job of the hut mess. I have a chance. And he still thinks that. He still thinks all of these women should be interested in him. Or if they're not actually physically interested in him, they should do what he believes women should do, which is shut up about it. Let him assault them and just suffer his advances. That's yeah. what he thinks. Now, maybe that's a little bit more in the back of his mind now, and he's more worried about the voter registration and all that, but that is definitely coloring the way that he talks about people. And to balance it out, I just look, you know, the guy disagreed with him on a lot of stuff, but I did think it was pretty funny if we put up this meme. 
after the uh, the Chiefs won in the last seconds of overtime, Joe Biden. Look, is it dangerous that he's potentially playing? Are we gonna put up the graphic uh, graphic six uh, playing into the conspiracy theories about Taylor Swift? But but I like it. <laughs> I like it. I was sitting at home, not really having a dog in the fight of this game, and just really hoping that Travis Kelsey would get the final uh, touchdown because oh my, Ramaswamy's head would. probably explode. Um, but anyway, he's having fun with it. Any final thoughts about this, Francesca? I mean, I laughed. I laughed good on Joe Biden for doing one thing right. Please stop the bombing <laughs> of Rafa. Please save the Palestinian people. But cool. But now meme. it's even. Cool meme, dude. I know, I know. Hey, did you see the news that behind the scenes he was calling Netanyahu an a-hole over and over again? Oh wow, yeah. So. Behind the scenes he's doing a lot. Yes, yes. Well, he's saying scenes. a lot. Behind the scenes, he seems to basically j just be swearing. They just choose like a different thing that he said a naughty word about each week, and then they roll that out. Let anyway. that let let the dark Brandon loose. You know what I'm saying? Let him off the mm -hmm. leash. Just let him go. Yeah. I don't care if his, he like makes it through half of what he wants to say. Just let him go. <laughs> okay. Well, that is going to have to be the end of this first block. But don't go anywhere. When we come back. Nikki Haley is sees an opportunity following a Trump attack of her family members to pounce, to strike, and we're gonna evaluate it after this. Okay, I don't wanna be unfair, by the way. During the social break, we were talking about the trailer for Deadpool and Wolverine. Also, pretty good wicked trailer. I'm not saying anything, I'm just saying it looked pretty good. Anyway, with that said, why don't we jump back into the news, starting with this. She said, I will never run against him. Then she comes over to see me at Mar-a-Lago, sir, I will never run against you. She brought her husband. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. Where, what happened to her husband? What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. He knew. He knew. He knew. He knew. He knew that he had to serve in his year-long deployment in Africa as a National Guardsman. That, that's what the husband of Nikki Haley knew. He knew that he had a job to do serving his country, and so he's doing that. Donald Trump maybe knows that, maybe doesn't know that, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe his brains are running out of his ears with the consistency of, of pudding, I don't know. But that is what Trump had to say as a weird attack against Nikki Haley that her husband isn't around for reasons when he is literally serving as a National Guardsman. So Nikki Haley responded, she said, Michael is deployed serving our country, something you know nothing about. Someone who continually disrespects the sacrifices of military families has no business being commander in chief. And she alludes to the fact that he often attacks the sacrifices of our uh, our former service members. And we will definitely be running through some of that. So stay tuned for that. But first, she also responded to this bizarre attack against her family on Face the Nation. Take a look at this. It's insulting to military members. It's insulting to military families. And the part that bothers me is he continues to do this. This isn't personal about me and Michael. This is about what it says to every member who sacrifices for us. This is about what it says to every military family who sacrifices alongside of them. We can't have someone who sits there and mocks our men and women who are trying to protect America. It's a pattern. It's a pattern of chaos. It's a pattern of irresponsibility. It's a pattern of just saying things that are that are not helpful in strengthening America. 
I thought that was a good response. Her husband also responded with this meme. It's a photo of a wolf with the difference between humans and animals. Animals would never allow the dumbest ones to lead the pack, which isn't bad. But it's that thing where like, I don't know, with that many words on the, the image, does it even make sense for the image to be? I can barely see the wolf man. I don't know, work on your memes. But anyway, he's in the right here and Donald Trump is in the wrong, not just in the wrong, but like dirty and crass and low class. And because he has opened that door, I would like to ask a follow up question to Trump. Where's Melania? Where's Melania? Is she serving a year long deployment to Africa as a National Guardsman? Because she's never around you and she could be. She could literally be at all these rallies. She could be flying with you, staying in hotels, staying in the same room, sharing a bed for once. She doesn't appear to be doing any of that. Where's Melania? Where's Melania? Truly, where's Melania? Jessica, what do you think? We saw that. You saw that recent video of, of, of her not wanting him to ride in the same car. Did you guys talk about that on the show? Would you? We've heard the rumors of his smell. Absolutely. No, it's like, you're gonna hotbox this, honey. No, we haven't. There's a there's a convoy for this purpose. You go in the back. <laughs> um, look, I think Nikki Haley kind of evaded um, the real attack here, which she always does. Sure, maybe it's an attack on him being, I don't know, servicemen and women, maybe. No, it's it's an attack on her being a female candidate and where is her husband, right? Like, yeah, that's it, true. Is a, it is an attack that is, that also brings up some of the things that the right has been using against Nikki Haley, which was that she had affairs, um, that apparently she, like a rumor that she had an affair with Trump himself. Speaking of the smell, some people don't mind it, I guess. Um, all of this is basically like, where is he? Why is he not by your side? And I have to say, if you're running as a Republican, knowing as a woman in the Republican Party, I do think you want like your husband there. Right? Because Republicans are like, oh my God, who let you out of the house? Are you allowed to wear pants? You know, like that's the way that the voting base thinks. And so maybe it would help her if she had her husband being like, see, yeah. I even let her drive a car, like that kind of thing. I am I am so glad that you focus on that. Cause honestly, like for me, it just fits so naturally into the if he has an opportunity to attack someone serving America, he has to take it. Sure. Like it clearly is projection where he knows, as we'll get into, that he had the opportunity and didn't do it. And that caused me to completely miss, you're right, the fundamental misogyny of it, of how dare you go around without your man to tend to you. Meanwhile, who knows what Milani is off to? And we're not supposed to think that that's at all weird or says anything about him and his relationships. In any event, as we said, there is a pattern here, not just of misogyny. I feel like Francesca covered that pretty well. So we're gonna turn to this. I will remind you prior reporting from when he was president from the Atlantic of Trump referring to Americans who died in war as losers and suckers, literally the soldiers who died in World War II storming the beaches of France, arguably like amidst a whole lot of other contextual stuff, the most heroic, insanely brave and tragic things possible. Losers, suckers. Remember when he said that John McCain, he said, I like people who weren't captured. He was, he's a war hero because he was captured. He was a POW. Yeah, like, I like people who weren't POWs. He apparently was said to have questioned why General John Kelly's son fought in Afghanistan. I don't get it. Why would you do this stuff? You could just be rich and privileged. Why are you doing any of this? 
by the way, over the weekend in response to the Haley thing, his former defense secretary, the guy Trump chose, Esper, responded to the attack by saying, quote, I never felt that Donald Trump understood the importance and virtue of military service, which we don't need that to be clarified. We know that he never has, but that's his dude saying that. And then, of course, you go back to when he had the opportunity to serve his country. He was asked by a reporter in 2015 about why it is that he didn't serve in Vietnam, saying, so you did have a medical deferment. Trump said, the interviewer, what was it for? Trump, the medical deferment is fee. <laughs> Interviewer, so what was going on with your feet, Trump? I have spurs on the back of my feet, which at the time prevented me from walking long distances. Interviewer, so you couldn't march, Trump? It would have been very difficult to march long distances, very healthy. But in the back, in fact, it is here. You can see it on both feet, I have spurs. Well, I'm convinced at the time he had the spurs. So as a young man with spurs, uh, he didn't have to serve his nation. The Spurs, I guess, went away because now we can walk around the golf course literally every day and not have a problem with it. But unfortunately, God stopped him from serving the Vietnam. And he would have been great too, because as we all know, he's as healthy as Rambo, rippling six pack abs, an amazing V. Um, but he got God. five deferments Whoa. during the Vietnam War. He would have loved to. Just like remember in Stoneman Douglas, the shooting, he said, I would have run right in there to stop the shooter, which is totally true. It's not an exaggeration, it's not a lie or anything like that. He would have done that in Vietnam too, but he couldn't. And that's why no conservative should be bothered by the fact that he clearly doesn't give a damn about anyone that's ever served our country. Can you imagine if you were deployed in Vietnam and you had to work and fight alongside Donald effing Trump. <laughs> like, In no world would I trust this person with my life? Would I trust them not to shoot me? Would I trust them not to run away like a little bitch? Like, I'm sorry, Donald Trump is the last person I would wanna be on the battlefield with. Um, to say nothing of whatever the Vietnam War, but like, yeah, no, no, obviously, Donald Trump, what, what's brilliant about him is he says the quiet part out loud. And powerful people, specifically presidents, they're supposed to have um, some deference for the military. But ultimately, they continue to send men and women into battle for ridiculous wars for blood and treasure, and they they die. Then when they don't take care of them when they come home, and then they're like, "Oh, here's a medal to make up for the fact that you're severely traumatized and you're missing a leg and you don't get your health insurance properly." Oh, now you're like asking for money on the street. Like that is so. So there's that. But also, Trump, like many Republicans, doesn't have a sense of any duty. John, like no, he wants to be president for him. He doesn't want to be president for America. America owes him the presidency again. Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't even want to be in Congress. She doesn't even make enough money. Ew, I could be making so much more money on like product yep. placements and podcasts. You guys should be really thanking me. That is their whole attitude. Yeah, yeah, and and by the way, like in terms of like fundamentally looking down on soldiers while pretending to hold them up, he's not alone in that. I mean, no. we remember the Iraq years of like support the troops by sending them to be like, you know, consumed by the war machine we have over there. Uh, but Donald Trump doesn't even like he barely hides it at all. He yeah. look, if you're conservative, I'm sorry, I know that you love the idea that he's Rambo or that he loves America or whatever, but he has been spending his whole life attempting to convince you that he doesn't give a damn about those people. In the same way that he talks about how, like, I'm I'm not gonna pay my taxes if I don't have to. I'm smart, okay. I'm not gonna do it. 
You think he's going to go risk dying in some foreign battlefield? No, that's what people who couldn't get the loophole would do. He's not going to do that. He's in it for the easy life. He sits on a literal golden toilet. You think he was going to be like, like crawling through tunnels beneath the jungles of Vietnam? And it's fine. If you want to say that's the guy that I love, a guy who pretend like just calls him losers, call then fine. That's do that. Do that. Admit that. But don't pretend that he has all these qualities that he barely even tries to fool you into thinking that he has. We're going to take our second break. We come back. Lots more news. Okay, everyone, we need to jump into some very serious news. If you're on a platform where it makes sense and you're joining us now, please hit the like button and let's jump into this. Over the weekend, America had yet another attempted mass shooting, a tragedy in its own right, despite the fact that it was very quickly stopped. This happened in Houston at the megachurch of Joel Osteen. I'm sure you've heard about this, but we want to dive into the actual details. So this is a 30 to 35 year old woman. Some of the details are still being revealed literally as we were going live who entered the church wearing a trench coat, apparently holding some sort of long gun, some sort of rifle, and accompanied by a toddler. She entered the church and opened fire. Now, as she began firing, two off-duty law enforcement officers, one a Houston cop and the other a federal officer, engaged the suspect shooting and killing her. The child was also struck and is in critical condition. There had been questions asked about who exactly it was that shot the child. Was it those trying to take down the attempted shooter or the woman herself? Houston Police Chief Troy Finner said he had no idea right now who it was that shot the child, saying she fired. We don't know, and I don't want to speculate on that. I will say this, if it was, unfortunately, he kind of stopped himself. And that female, the suspect, put that baby in danger. I'm going to put that blame on her. Look, obviously, it's complex. You have a lot of people packed in a very small amount of room. You have the fear that she could kill a lot of people, and so they attempted to take her down. And thankfully, in this case, the two people who, in this case, I guess are the good guys with guns in this example, were trained. They're either cops or federal officers. Thankfully, you did not have a lot more people suddenly whip out guns and start randomly shooting because God only knows what could have happened as a result of that. In this case, the child was hit. It seems conceivable that it was the officers who shot the child. We can debate whether that's reasonable considering this situation. And the most recent added fact about this that I saw before going live is according to ABC News, supposedly on the woman's gun, the words free Palestine were there. Now, what exactly that has to do with Joel Osteen's mega church, I don't know. I don't know if that's considered to have been confirmed, but ABC News had a story about it this morning. Anyway, Francesca, there's a lot going on, but what do you think? Uh, this is incredibly. Um, there's a lot more to this story we don't know. This is incredibly fishy and weird. Um, I am, I'm obvious, like, yeah, I don't know a lot about Joel Osteen. I know he's a prosperity gospel preacher, um, has a mega church. Um, once again, another day in America and another um, target. Churches have often been targets. Um, it is, it, it is interesting that this is a woman, it's interesting that potentially. That that is rare and is interesting that there could have been a message about Palestine written on their gun. And also, it seems fishy to me. I'm sorry, like it just seems bizarre to me. Um, and I say that because I've worked with, you know, um, 
activists who've worked around, you know, Palestinian human rights issues for decades. And they and we are not violent people. It's not how we roll, right? Um, it is about nonviolent protests, it's about sit-ins and die-ins, it is about divestment, boycott, sanctions, all of that stuff. So I I don't know, John. I am scratching my head and I'm glad that the yeah. boys survived. And I'm glad that I guess she wasn't able to um, actually kill anyone but injure people. Yeah, look, obviously, you know, you you, all, you learn more outside of just the first, you know, 24 or so hours of a story like this. We don't know. That's why I try to gather as much as has been reported. I don't know to what extent we can consider these facts to be um, you know, confirmed at this point. I don't know. Assuming that those facts are true, I don't know what the connection would be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It seems to make about as much sense to write Free Palestine and then go attack an evangelical megachurch as it would to say I don't know. Uh, stop, like stop the carbon tax. Like it, it, I don't understand what that has to do with anything. <laughs> right. um, look, obviously, if a political message is scrawled on a weapon, it is going to draw attention, and it should. It seems like that would be a part of it. In this case, look, this person goes. A woman again. Not a lot of mass shooters tend to be women. She goes to a church, which, as you say, do get targeted, and it's super weird that conservatives. Don't care more about gun control, considering how often churches do get shot up in this way. Um, but then to bring a child with her, obviously there's something going on mentally there. I think we all understand mm-hmm. that. Now that does not mean that some sort of political motivation, even if completely illogical, isn't worthy of analysis. But let's just bear that in mind that there's some contextual stuff here that does make it seem a little bit weird. That said, we've reported everything that we do know about this point. Thankfully, it was stopped. It could have been. A far worse tragedy, you know, when you have a church like that, as Joel Osteen points out, some of the services have forty-five thousand people uh, over the course of uh, you know a, a few of their gatherings. So, thankfully, she was stopped. Thankfully, you did not have more chaos erupting from more people pulling out guns, and uh, and we'll wait to see as more details details come out. Okay, with that said, let's move on to other news. Starting with this: Are you still a Marxist? Um, thank you for the question, Senator. Um, you don't have to thank me. We'll um, I'm, I am, you are welcome. Um, I am not, uh, nor have ever been a Marxist. Okay, that is Senator John Kennedy trying to smear one of President Joe Biden's judicial nominees, Melissa DuBose, uh, by repeatedly referring to her as a Marxist. We're not gonna play all of the remarks, but we are gonna get into a little bit more of the questioning because you might say, why would he make this assertion of this woman? Well, uh, in an interview back in 2000, the literal year 2000, which I did the math on this, was 24 years ago. uh, She was working at a coffee shop and said that she was in her quote, Marxist phase. So obviously, gotcha. And so that's the justification in his mind of this continued interaction. Let's jump to it. You were describing your time working in a coffee shop. You said, quote, the kids would come into the cafe all the time. We'd talk about what they're doing. We'd talk about their classes. And I was in my Marxist phase. So... You used to be a Marxist, but you're not now? Uh, no, Senator, if I may, the context of the first of that interview, um, I had no idea that that interview was something that was going to be published. I did an interview with but the- Did under- you mean what you said, whether it was no, published or not, or whether no, we'd find it? No, no, trying no, to understand what, what you believe. You no, said, I was in my Marxist phase. 
Thank Are you, you, Senator. Still in your Marxist phase, or was that in the past? No, Senator. If I may explain, sure. Um, I was a political science major. When I graduated from college, I immersed myself in a ton of political theory. I read Hobbes. I read Locke. I read Rousseau. I read Marx. I went through a phase where I was into Eastern religion, where I read the Tao Te Ching, uh, the Analects of Confucius. Okay, okay. Everything that she's saying there sounds reasonable, but it kind of undercuts the point that Kennedy wanted to make, which is that she said something that if you cut out just a couple of words from two and a half decades ago, it makes it seem as if maybe she's a Marxist, which I guess is supposed to be a disqualification. And so it would be great if she would just stop talking. I'm a, that's his running thought process to that. But we're gonna add one more fun element to this, which is, that he wanted to go back two and a half decades to imply that something that she, he thinks she thought back then means that that's what she believes forever. Well, it turns out that he himself has undergone some changes over time. And here is Senator Sheldon Whitehouse pointing that out. 20 what minutes. were you doing at the time? I was teaching. So this was before you even went to law school. This was. Yeah, I, I was, it was many, really many, early. many, many, many years ago. It, it was, Senator. Perhaps during the time when. My colleague, Senator Kennedy, was a Democrat, showing that people can change their views, even if it were true that you were then in a Marxist phase. Senator Graham? Mr. Chairman, my name was invoked. <laughs> I noticed. As a proud Democrat, we were like my that part of My name was history. invoked, Mr. Chairman. Now, I just want to let the record reflect, and I love Senator Whitehouse. Uh oh. But I'll tell you one thing I've never been a Marxist. I've never been a Marxist. And I've never admitted I was a Marxist and then not turn the document over to, to this committee. Uh, thank you. Uh, let's agree on the following a Louisiana Democrat's probably not a Marxist. <laughs> Okay, so we're very clear, he's not a Marxist. He was a Democrat, he is doing a fake accent to this day, but not a Marxist, let's be clear about that. And so he's mad that she read Marx decades ago. He's mad that she didn't turn in an interview that she did while working at a coffee shop literally decades ago. And he's particularly mad that Sheldon Whitehouse pointed out that he did in fact used to be a Democrat and not like a little bit. Not like he was in his Democrat phase as he was working at a cafe. He ran for state attorney general in 1991 as a Democrat, was elected state treasurer eight years later, still a Democrat. He was reelected to that position in 2003 and then ran for US Senate as a Democrat in 2004. It wasn't until 2007 that he became a Republican. So let's just be very clear about that. He went through decades and decades of his life being a Democrat and then suddenly switched. But she's the one that's got a problem. That's actually pretty surprising. I would think that Kennedy was a Democrat back before they voted for the Civil Rights Act. And he was like, that's it, I'm a leaving. I said, I said, I said, that's where I draw the line. First of all, amazing answer to the if you're in your Marxist phase. Because if someone were to like approach me with that, I'd be like, yeah, I was. And I still am. I'm actually a Marxist. You know, I think we should see the world through class. And it's very important. And dictator, dictatorship of the proletariat, let's go. Like yeah. sports is the opium and religion. Is the opium of the masses, um, like on and on and on. Instead, she was like perfectly, and it's true. Like that—that's what happens when you're reading a lot of Marx. You're in your Marxist phase, and no, there's nothing wrong with that. 
yeah. yeah, we it's like a theorist you just incorporate into your life the way people incorporate Joe Rogan wisdom into their life as the right knows very well. Yeah, yeah, I feel like if you're an artist and you're in your abstract phase, it's not like you can no longer be seen from one side. That's not right. how that works. But, <laughs> but anyway, I would also say, look, when you are trying to become a judge or whatever, there's gonna be tough questions. I get that, there should be. And the tough questions should come from Democrats and they should come from Republicans. But I would just say, if like in, with the past years that we've just been through, did this chucklehead have a problem with Brett Kavanaugh's past? They thought it was so unfair that you'd bring up that he had been accused of sexual assault by multiple people. But she was in her Marxist face. Amy Coney Barrett is part of like an at least questionable religious sect now, not decades yes. ago, now. Yes. Not fair. How dare you mention that? Because her ideology is couched as being religion, so it's off limits. You can't talk about it, even though it has obvious, direct, predictable political outcomes. But you guys, you did Marxism and you didn't couch in religion, so we get to attack you. So that's a little bit convenient, I think. And by the way, people are saying that he's not faking his accent. No, look, I'm just saying you like the, the, the accusation is based on older video of him, that he is playing it up more and more as he gets older. So look, just take a look at the evidence, is all I'm saying. Any other thoughts? Oh, I I, uh, I think that uh look, he I wouldn't be surprised if he tanks this nomination because he has tanked Biden appointees before using this exact same line of questioning. Are you now or have you ever been part of the Communist Party? Are you a communist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's worked, it has somehow worked and Biden withdraws these candidates. So the point is, will Biden stick by this nominee or will he retract and be like, okay, no, no, we'll, we'll go with someone else who never said they had a Marxist face. I think the ball yeah. is in Biden's court. I would I would also say uh since you know we're in this period where we are you know questioning whether maybe some of our elected you know leaders are mentally not quite there or maybe lack the vigor and energy a little bit slow as they get older whatever like his response to the accusation that he was a democrat did it feel like it took 6 months to anyone else like just the inability to just get to the point grandpa come on I like wasn't I, a marxist I, I wasn't oh. that I wasn't a Marxist, oh, Jesus, oh, you've been in government for decades, get to the point. Anyway, gee, can we get some fresh blood is all I'm saying, or some not fresh blood, but that still has the vigor. We have that, Bernie can express himself. Bernie at 90 is gonna be doing a better job than Senator Leghorn over here.